0: my first guest this morning is a young mum of two who recently completed cancer uh, treatment for colon cancer. Lorraine Dunn is from Rathkeel and she was living with a tumour five years before she was diagnosed and she joins us on the show this morning. Good morning Lorraine how are you? You can hear me okay there.
1: Hi, hi, how
0: are you? I'm good and you have a very personal story to tell us, a very interesting story and I suppose the the point of the whole thing is to talk about early cancer detection and diagnosing it. First of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself and the lead up to this diagnosis and when did you suspect something wasn't right? Hi, 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 good
1: morning, how are you? Um, So I'm Lorraine and I'm from Arkees and i was 40 when all this um happened so back in it was back in 2019 um it just came out of nowhere really um i didn't have the normal um symptoms or the usual um, things that happen like with this um particular cancer um i think normally um you'd have um lots of constipation lots of um bloating Tiredness, uh, maybe some pain, stuff like that. Um, I, I didn't have any of that. Um, it was basically um, c- kind of out of the blue, really. Um, Christmas 2019. I went to the bathroom, and um, there was just loads of blood. So that was a bit of that, a shock, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that was a shock. Um, so that was the start of it. Um, I got an awful fright and uh, rang the doctor like literally the next day told her, she said come down we had a chat and um, sent me for a colonoscopy and it was actually on the 7th of January I had in 2020 I had the colonoscopy and uh, like literally within like a couple of minutes they said Lorraine there's a really large tumour there and uh, yeah it was awful I got uh, just a terrible fright because, as I said, I had none of the, you know, I didn't have any symptoms really leading up to it, you know, um, no cause for concern. I did uh, the tiredness. Looking back, the, the tiredness was there, but I have MS, so any tiredness that I would have had, I would put it uh, put it down to that anyway, you know. That's so, the yeah. problem,
0: isn't it? Sometimes yeah. other things going on mm-hmm. in our lives, other. I suppose ill health or major or minor, they kind of overshadow maybe symptoms
1: of something else. Yeah, it it totally, like I I, I wouldn't have given any of the thought, like, you know, the tiredness, I have MS, that's why I'm tired. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that that would have played a part in it, I suppose, because maybe if I didn't have that the tiredness, I might have got a blood test earlier, you know, uh, but yeah.
0: Now you got the diagnosis, did you say, in 2020, early 2020? I did. We all know know what else was going on in early 2020. Um, So you were diagnosed at the start of Uh the pandemic and Uh that meant everything had to start for you when everything else Uh was stopping for everyone else. So what was that like?
1: Oh my God. Like looking back on it now, right? I swear to you, it seems crazy. But the Thoughts I would have, like, like, I genuinely thought, like, there was no way they'd be able to give me the radiotherapy. There's no way I'd be able to have this operation. You know, this, I, I, it's just bad luck for me. Um, I remember days going into every, every day, I would have my radiotherapy in the evening. Um, that was the time I liked and, um, they, they, they're very accommodating in, in there. Um, so I'd go in in the evening and I remember if you stop by the guards, um, at least once, maybe twice, um, you know, where are you going? You know, they were always very nice and, you know, best to look and wave you on. But, like, you know, to be stopped by the guards, having really, it was just strange, it was just a strange time. Because
0: you were going through a lot. This is the start of a journey mm-hmm. for you. You are obviously probably very nervous, I can just imagine. And yeah. then
1: you had all of this on top of it. Yeah, it was just, it was crazy. Like, I mean... You know, thinking back on it, uh, it was just, it was, it was crazy. But I, 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 I like, and I wasn't the only one, like, no. having radiotherapy and going through this. But, like, I mean, and I would, I remember talking to people, you know, in the evening or whatever. We, we were all so worried, will, will, you know, will this continue? Will the treatment continue? Like, because of the pandemic, or one one day are we going to come in and that'll be it? Like, they'll just yeah. have to close the hospital. And I, I, know that sounds mad now. <clears throat> Well, it doesn't really. really. I remember
0: it clearly Mm. too because I was waiting for an operation exactly around the same time and was on that kind of waiting, waiting game. And that's exactly how I was feeling as well. Wondering what the hell is going to happen here next and my health and in your case, your health was front Uh and foremost in your mind.
1: Oh yeah. Like, I mean, that and everybody like was, you know, everybody, the family used to be so worried. They'd be ringing all the time saying, and is it all going ahead? Mm. The girls inside in the Radiology unit, like every evening they'd be gowned up, and I, I'd be like, Lads, will I be able to have it tomorrow now? Do you think? Because things were changing in the hospital every few hours. It wasn't even every day, it was every few hours. And the girls would say, Lorraine, we will come in here gowned up. We'll go, whatever we have to do. They, they'd reassure you so much, but it didn't matter because nobody went through this. Like we never had a pandemic before. Mm-hmm. So you didn't know. So I know all the reassurances there. But there was always a doubt in the back of my mind that everything would just stop, you know. And
0: meanwhile, this is going on in your life and all the coverage on mm-hmm. radio and TV mm-hmm. and newspapers is going on all around you. about what's going on with the pandemic and this, that and the other is falling apart. So anyway, you started your journey. So what kind of treatment did you go through? OK,
1: so at the very beginning, I probably started around April um, I had a combination of radiotherapy and chemo. So both units are at the back of UL hospital and um, they're side by side. So you go into one for uh, is oncology and the other one is radi- radiology. So I would have the, um, I would have both every day, you know, um, that went on for about 28 days, every day, Monday to Friday, break weekends. Um, that was to shrink the tumour, which it did. It worked. Um, and then after that, I had a break um, for maybe about eight, no, about ten weeks and that was followed then by um, robotic surgery. So I had robotic surgery with Mr. Pierce and his team and they took the tumour out which was, then it's gone, it's out, it's in the bin which was fantastic, you know, such a relief and so then I had to have, after that operation I had a colostomy bag, so I had to learn to live with that for a little bit um while I had that, I had 20 more sessions of chemo. It sounds like an awful lot now, mm. but it was all quite, man. this was all quite manageable. It was done in stages. So, you know, it wasn't just, you know, all together. It was done in nice little stages. So it was quite manageable. So I had the bag with the chemo. And after the 20 sessions of that, um, then I just had to wait and have my reversal surgery, which I did this time last year. So I'm a whole year after the reversal. So uh, yeah, you know, it went really, really well for me. Um, Cancer's gone, great. Um, up and running. You know, which is really like it's a positive story. Now you mentioned
0: robotic surgery. There, uh, we we did talk a little bit about that on the show here in the past. Just remind us what exactly that is, or what that means when you say that.
1: Okay, so for me, what I I actually watched DVDs before I went into this surgery because I was just. Oh, you're a brave woman. Yeah. I, I don't it, know about so. looking at things in advance sometimes. it's I, better, could, I, know, but anyway. I couldn't wrap my head around this, like this robotic machine. I think it's called the Da Vinci machine. I, just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I watched a few um, things on YouTube and some operations. And Jesus, um, it, was, it was brilliant. So basically, anyway, so I went in that morning and Mr. Pierce, who was my surgeon, he was like over, you know, away from me. And he, he had these little things and a computer and all this. And then I was put under um, the hands of the robot, I like to call them. And um, they did their thing and he did his thing. And they got it out. Now it was four and a half hour operation. And um, like I have minimal scarring, like like literally just three it's little less, marks. It's less invasive, oh, is it? Oh, it's so less invasive. Like you wouldn't even know really now from my tummy. You really wouldn't like there's like a small mark where the stoma was originally, but where the actual um, da Vinci went in, there are three like hairline scars. You wouldn't even see them. And then following the surgery, like, I mean, I, I think I was about four, three to four weeks um, post-op. Like, but I mean, it was it was so easy afterwards. You know, I recovered so quickly. So, yeah, definitely the way to go.
0: Uh, so what impact then did all of this have on you, your, your wider family, you have your two mm-hmm. daughters?
1: Yeah, so like at the start everyone was scared, it, you know, obviously. I mean, it's, it's an awful word, cancer, like you have to come home and tell people that. It's just like... There
0: is an absolute dread and fear around that word.
1: Oscar. And I know we're
0: talking to you and you have a, mm. a, a somewhat better
1: outcome than many others. Mm-hmm. But the minute yeah. you
0: say the word cancer, still...
1: Oh, sure, I know, sure. Like, you know, that's the it's the most awful thing. I remember coming home in the car, like, and my, my husband was with me, thankfully, because I wasn't even, like, that morning, I wasn't even bothered about this colonoscopy. I really wasn't. Um, we, I had even thought I was kind of wasting people's time, and I said to Brian, sure, I, I, maybe the day before, I said, will I go ahead with this? I'm wasting their time. I'm sure there's nothing wrong, because after that one bout of bleeding, there was no more. And I thought, am I being cautious now? And so I'm really lucky that I just did it. You know, I, I you know, I'm blessed that I, I, I rented and did it that morning. But yeah, they, they tell you the word cancer and it, it was so quick, you know, and totally unexpected for me. And um, I remember coming home, we were coming home in the car and like, we just didn't know how we were going to tell our girls, you know, mm. like they're 22 and 18. We just didn't know how we were going to tell them. I mean, and for anyone out there, and oh, it's awful. I, You know, it really is. It, what advice would you give
0: thing. to people who are at that point probably getting oh, a God diagnosis, me. having to t- tell everyone, not knowing what's ahead of them?
1: I suppose like it was okay for me. Like, I mean, I had a good outcome. So I had a positive experience with it. And like, like that's not for everybody. Like, because the word cancer, as you said there, it's just a dread for everybody. I mean, take a deep breath, try and think about it, try and, try and get advice first, maybe, you know, maybe speak to your doctor first, ask them, get their opinion on it, you know, but it's it's just a hard one because it's so individual to everyone. I don't even think I could give advice because it's so, in every um, every circumstance, every case is different, every you know. Every journey
0: I, is different, I suppose. Every yeah. journey
1: is different and everyone is different. Like, I'm a very positive person, Um by and large, you know, so I think that probably stood to me, it probably helped me, you know, but that's it, it is just, it, it It just kicks you in the gut, you know, that's been on. So it is
0: important to listen to your body, every little thing I <laughs> it's suppose so important. You
1: could, you could so become important. paranoid to be honest, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, Like I mean, like I wouldn't for, everyone is different and like for me, like bleeding can be anything, it really can, like you can have diabetes, colitis, it. colitis Don't ignore it, but don't be scared. I'm not trying to frighten the vertigoers out of everyone this morning. You know, don't be scared, but I mean, at the same time, you know, just go get it checked. There's no harm in getting it checked. You know, and for peace of mind, for anything like that, you know, get it checked.
0: That's that's the main message this morning. That's why we're talking to you. What Uh now for you, Lorraine? Where are you at, and how are you feeling?
1: And Well, I'm feeling great. My MS is in... You see, this is the thing as well. The cancer is gone, right? And for most people who would get that kind of, um, you know, outcome, they'd be delighted and they'd be popping champagne or whatever. But I had to go back to still my first illness, which is the MS. Do you know what I mean? That's still there. That's not gone. So I have to go back to that life and minding that, which I do. Um, But yeah, no, I like to help out with things. Um, I like to do some fundraising and keep busy like that. So... um, yeah, so I continue doing little things like that and has been
0: out. and Well, look, know, the best like of that. luck, Lorraine. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us this morning. Um, and it is important and we hopefully got the message out there for people not mm-hmm. to ignore things. And um, I suppose go and get things checked. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Listen, thanks, Lorraine. Yeah. Thanks a lot for talking to us this morning. Thank you so much. And best of luck with everything. That's Lorraine done in Rathkeel with her story there. Also to mention that the Midwestern Radiation Oncology Centre is there to support people obviously locally if you have any concerns and the matterprivate.ie, if you want to have a look at that as well in terms of support and thanks again to uh, Lorraine for coming on the show this morning. Now
1: your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.